Today's episode of Formidable Opponents is brought to you by HelloFresh. Do you feel like you are stuck in a dinner rut? With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients with mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip all those trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. You can now enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in 30 minutes or less. With over 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Our show is about arguing the best, and I'm having a difficult time narrowing down what is my favorite HelloFresh meal. I love so many of them, but I have to say the Gouda Vibes Burger with the tomato jam and the potato wedges is amazing. Couple that with your favorite beer. Put on your favorite game or movie. You're in for a fun night topped off by an easy and delicious dinner. Go to the link in our show notes to get $80 off, including free shipping on HelloFresh, the number one meal kit. And now on to our show. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. What the fuck is going on? Come out! You're not my mother! Hey everyone, welcome to episode 31 of Formidable Opponents, a show that pits three people who have known each other virtually their entire lives in a series of conversations as we argue what is the best in a variety of fun, engaging, and critical pop culture topics we all debate about. I'm Randall and with me as always, Bob and Joseph, and today's topic is best horror movie. I'm going to start this with a peer journal article. Yes, actual academic research. Please, God, no. (laughs) A study published in the Journal of Media Psychology found that people watch scary movies for three main reasons. Tension, relevance, and unrealism. Let's start with tension. We all deal with tension in our lives. For example, many NFL coaches, GMs, and owners are probably tense and scared shitless. Somebody is going to look at their email sent box. By the way, no references to Chucky from Child's Play on this episode. Let's distance ourselves from John Gruden. Horror movies give us a different kind of tension, more like an intense emotion, a deep parallel fear. You know, something is going to happen and you're just waiting for it to manifest. The complexities of expecting the unexpected, the tapestry of how it will unfold. Next, we go to relevance. It feels good to get through a scary movie, especially when the shock and terror has you laughing and sharing your thoughts on the movie at the end. There's nothing better than to sit post-movie viewing and share what scared you and laugh about it. Horror is an instrument for comedy and fun memories. You can't sit there after an intense period piece and have fun immediately post-movie. This rest and digest aspect of horror movies allow us to bond, share, and enjoy each other's take. Lastly, unrealism. We know it's fake, but the special effects, makeup, and stylized carnage has gotten so good. It's almost like two parts of your brain at work during this experience. One part is tapping into our primal fears. For instance, mine is scary-ass children. And the other part are the mental calisthenics of that balanced relief, knowing that it's all fun and fiction and the highs, laughter. Most importantly, sharing these movies is one of the most fun parts of the cinematic experience. This week... We are talking best scary movie. Bob and Joseph, how are you guys doing? 
Very good. Very good. How are how, how is everybody doing today? <laughs> Bobby's not here, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> doing okay. Yeah. You're scared. Of, you're scared of little children. I am. I, I just, it, y'all saw, y'all saw my Instagram that I, I just got done uh, taking my kids to a corn maze. Uh-huh. The first thing I thought was it amazing. I, <laughs> the first thing I thought of was like, should I rename my son Malachi or what's going on? Are we going to get murdered? It was, it was pretty crazy. We had a fun time though. No, no deaths. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's always good that's always good yeah, so i bet that, you you're you're like turning the cor- each corner like motherfucker jump out i dare you to jump out <laughs> so guys what in your opinion makes for a good horror movie what are the <laughs> elements that you guys look for i, I think it's got to have a great plot or storyline man it's 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 got to be interesting it's got definitely got to be some kind of build-up uh anticipation a fucked up premise usually uh hits nail on the head they have this crazy villain this the crazy slasher it's gotta be something that's interesting as well as a, a build of tension i think every great horror movie has that uh crazy build of uh, of tension wait uh, yeah i i agree most definitely with the story part and and uh whatever it is i don't want to call it a uh, special effects because i don't think you know special effects are are, are solely needed uh in horror movies or or scary movies whatever you want to call it um story is definitely the big one but if as long if if, if a great story uh can be a, you know in a great movie but if nothing's happening you might fall asleep i mean if you're just gonna if you're engaged with just the story well then that's cool but if you're going to go see a horror movie or a scary movie and you're not at least like you know having your oh what the fuck was that moment you know in your seat or or you know then then it doesn't work so it's it's those two things definitely because if you can have all that shit going on, special effects, you know, creepy kids or or weird noises. But if the story is like too hard to fucking follow, then what are you watching? So yeah, you know, it's got to have those it. two things. I didn't mention score. It's got to have a great score, like mm-hmm. all those old school Alfred Hitchcock movies. And, and they all had that great like music that built that tension, man. I love those. I love that. Let me let me ask you guys this. Uh, I have this on my notes. So I think rewatchability plays a big factor. And and I understand that we all rewatch the movies we love, whether they're comedy, whether they're action or whatever. But I think it's different for a horror movie. Like, for instance, I like the Matrix movies. I can't rewatch them. I like L.A. Confidential. I can't rewatch it. She's Out of My League was a good comedy. I haven't rewatched it. But something about horror movies that lends themselves to watch it from a different purview the second or third or fourth fifth time that you watch it that first time you're watching it it's almost like you're just what you're just it's just the anticipation you're not really studying it i I can only speak for myself but those follow-ups when you're watching you start noticing things you start seeing the way the director and and the and the writer sort of build things up you start seeing the nuances and i think that that element makes horror movies for me the most enjoyable is that you get to see things the way they sort of unfold from a different lens. No, oh, yeah, can, for sure. Go ahead, Jessica. Yeah, and I was going to say, I can agree with that. When I was doing, uh, when I rewatched uh, these movies to, you know, get the refresher for what we were going to talk about and what we were going to discuss, you know, I, I, as much as I enjoy the movie that I, that I selected, um, you know, I, I looked at it and I, I appreciate it. And I, I don't know if that goes kind of to what you're saying, uh, but I definitely appreciated and, and looked at and, and took more uh, notice of the things that were happening, the things that were going on. Maybe I didn't, it wasn't anything that I really saw that I was like, oh, I missed that from the first time that I watched it. I just saw how the pieces came together and how, and, and how things were like so cool. And, and, and just really, like I said, appreciated what I was watching and, and it gave me, a, I guess, a different perspective, I guess, as we're, we've gotten older, you know, horror movies aren't so 
I love horror movies still. I love scary movies, but as we get older, I guess they don't maybe scare us as much. And we, we look more to, you know, we, we're not, you know, film critics or film experts, but we do love movies and we at least appreciate, you know, what's happening. And we look at those things. And, and for me, that's, that's kind of, I guess what you maybe mentioned. No, I, exactly. I, I think we, t- I think we talked about it before. It, they probably don't scare us as much now because we're, Every other month on Netflix, we're watching a serial killer documentary. Being like, <laughs> yeah. "What the fuck? <laughs> that happened in real life? Holy shit!" Okay, uh, but yeah, I agree. I agree with you about the rewatchability about the horror movies. You know, you find that you know certain directors and certain scenes are more purposeful, and they have things hidden in the background that you may not have noticed, or little clues on who the killer might be. Uh, you don't really notice it the first time because you're too much. You're paying attention too much to the anticipation of who's getting killed or next, or when's the killer going to pop out, or, or or whatever the case is. I think federal school student loans coming back in January scare me more than fucking Michael Myers <laughs> at this point. But yeah. why are people so fascinated by being scared? What is, what is the psyche? What I guess you could speak for yourself on this, but why are people so fascinated? It's it's the adrenaline rush, man. I think that's what it is. I mean, you, you live your everyday boring life. You know, most people, right. a normal weekday, a Tuesday can just be a boring day, but then you throw on a, a horror movie or scary movie that you haven't seen before uh, with the lights off and, you know, the buildup, you're like, holy shit, this is intense or this is kind of freaking me out. And it kind of has an adrenaline rush, at least for me. Yeah, I'd have to uh, I'd have to agree with that. Um, it's a, you know, sorry. For me, yeah, you mentioned that Michael before. Myers escaped again. Everybody probably fucking thinks I live in like <laughs> in the ghetto. <laughs> um, for me, I mean, uh, uh, I, it depends on what you're into. Like, uh, I, but movies in general and, and, and music, you know, just the escape from the everyday situation. If uh, if it maybe if it's maybe it's a seasonal thing, I I do know that we we tend to to watch uh these more of these movies around october it, we are in october it's uh you know it's the halloween time and i it, it it's cool i guess i like that and then nowadays with like what bob mentioned earlier about the netflix documentaries that are coming out left and right or or another kind of streaming services of like serial killers so we get into that you know like that true crime aspect and so i guess the movies nowadays like or horror movies and, and what we're watching why we like to watch them is because uh hey, we just we want to escape and we want to try to all be maybe at this point detectives and, and figure it out before you know everybody else i think there's a part of our mind that just is so fascinated by the macabre because we see this stuff growing up and you know we experience death in some form or facet or we just like the shock of of you know being scared i think you you guys both hit the nail on the head it's the adrenaline rush it's knowing something's going to happen but not knowing exactly when it's like the fear of just you know surprise and shock and i think it just it just drives us are horror movies better or worse nowadays than they were when you were a child i think it's going to depend on what type of movie we're seeing or and what type of like i guess if it's like a slasher type killer thing or if it's going to be like you know the ghost or the you know the demonic ghost type things you know um because it's going to come down to like i guess whether it's a cheesy slasher movie which i think uh we've seen nowadays they they at least stick to not making anything too crazy and uh as long as i guess the movies don't at least the new scary movies don't have too like obvious effects or you know i guess maybe they were better back uh what are we talking would, like would, 20 years ago say, or like the 80s i would say movies? i would say like 80s and 70s? just in general what i think, think that, i think i think they've gotten worse i think as long as uh i think the older ones are maybe a little bit better 
then because we maybe didn't have the technology for sound for uh, visual effects but again there's that's not to say that a movie can come out today that doesn't just keep it like chill keep it classic keep it uh, original and not use keep it real <laughs> <laughs> not use you know to go overboard on on the effects and it could still be a good movie but yeah i guess yeah i'd, I'd have yeah maybe they were better back then i guess also at the same time too we're also trying not to uh scare too many people i guess or or freak them out with you know or offend them with like too much gore or brutality or something like that you know nah, well, they, they show they show the crime scenes from you know the bundy killings and shit like that so i don't think people have too big a problem with gore i, I do think though that that they have gotten worse you know, uh, it, it, there, we definitely saw the evolution from the classic monster to the slasher in the 80s and then a lot of psychological thrillers, uh, uh, horror movies. But nowadays, I think they're all they're all rehashes and remakes. You know, they remade Halloween. They remade Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. They, re, they turned Psycho into a TV series. You know, My Bloody Valentine. I mean, all these movies are just rehashes and rehashes and rehashes and remakes. And it kind of like takes the piss out of it for me. You know, I haven't seen really... An original idea, you know, other than maybe like even the haunted house type of thing is kind of, you know, being played out a bit. So uh, I, I really I would love if somebody came up with somebody, you know, came up with a brand new idea, a brand new slasher, a brand new, you know, uh, the psychological horror horror movie. It'd be fucking awesome. But I just you don't see too many of those nowadays. I mean, we saw the evolution happening uh, when when horror movies became a thing. I mean, it was it was psychological. Then it became very demonic. Then it went to the slasher films. And I think you guys are old enough to remember, like in the late 80s through the late 90s, there was really nothing. Uh, horror movies were just bad. And then Scream came out and brought back all the old tropes, even like was very self-aware, made fun of, uh, you know, what slasher and horror movies were. So, I mean, I th- I think to answer that question, I would say like old school you know, uh, uh, psychological uh, gore is is better. But now everything is so advanced technology wise that it looks better. It's more stylized. But I think you're missing like the the heart of the matter or like the heart of it. I think now the I only know I, I, all I know is the the werewolf transformation in American Werewolf in London. Yeah, I'd probably put that against anything that any yeah. werewolf transformation that they're doing in like uh, with the CGI bullshit. I thought that that one was amazing and it didn't have. You know, all they had was makeup artists. They didn't have all yeah. the CGI computer, you know, whatever the fuck. Uh, I, I thought it was way better. And and kind of just adding to what I maybe mentioned as far as like effects, like uh, a more new, a recent movie, not recent, but like definitely newer. Uh, I don't know if you remember that movie that uh, I think it was called like Unfriend. And the whole thing was like basically like a Zoom call killing movie. And I, I thought I was like, this is so stupid. I don't want to fucking look at his screen. <laughs> I don't want to. I barely want to see you guys for as long as we do on the <laughs> screen. No. <laughs> No, I was like, it was like a, everybody every, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall like yeah turn off your phone movie's over <laughs> you know <laughs> computer game but over. yeah but uh but yeah there was a movie that came out like that was like that I think it was called like unfriend or something and it was basically like you went to the theater and looked at the screen and watched like a, a video conference call and, and people were getting picked off one by one like that's not a fucking movie that's just so stupid like I mean so yeah I guess it, uh, that that leads more to, uh, you know, they were better back then than they are now. If you're going to come up with that stupid shit. To your, I, you can't beat it. Uh, the American Werewolf in London transformation. Uh, uh, responsible, uh, f- uh, the guy responsible for that was a, a makeup effects artist by the name of Rick Baker. He also did Thriller. I think he won a, the Academy yeah, Award I think for, he did, for yeah, special he did, effects. Yeah, he definitely did Thriller. Yeah, I mean, and it was just, I mean, he spent months and, and months for that 
two minute clip of, of David Naughton turning into a, to a werewolf, which I mean, I'll watch that like every now and then yeah. just to say like, wow, that was 1981. Yeah, and no that, that looks that looks so good. It looks so realistic. And it I, looks got so yeah. I, got, uh, I got one better. I got I got one better. Oh, go ahead. It's uh, Scott Howard turning into Tatina. Tatina. <laughs> it's wolf, ten times wolf, better. Wolf. <laughs> ten times better. The, 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 the greatest. talk about a good the Monster Squad. The, the Monster Squad. That that werewolf transformation. Transform, transformation was really awesome too. Mm. They, they are good, but those I would say, yeah, the American Werewolf in London was a whole different. Uh, Ball game, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Isn't that so come. fucked up? Like what you said, though. Like all that work for like the t- two to five seconds that that you see, like so crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's like you know, again, and that speaks to the effects of then simple, do what you can, and in compared to what we'll see now, which which is somebody digitally, yeah, you know, like, morphing their face into yeah, a like an, like an underworld, you know, the werewolf transformation. You know, great, really, great movies, really, but yeah, great movies, yeah. great movies, but it didn't really. Do it for me. I would have rather yeah. seen the shitty werewolf and silver bullet than who <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> was it? The priest? Was it the priest that was a werewolf in that movie? Uh <laughs> no, he was yeah, a vampire. Wait, wait, what movie? No, no. Oh, Silver Beowulf. Bullet. I'm sorry. Silver Silver Bullet. Oh, Silver yeah, Bullet. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was a priest. It was, it was a priest. priest. They, exactly. they had the bottle rocket go right to his eye, yeah. and he had the eye patch. So, you know, you're the fucking werewolf. Corey <laughs> Haim. Corey Haim. It's Corey Haim, right? In the yeah, Corey Haim. Yeah, yeah. Corey Haim. Gary Busey in that one. So Gary Busey. So the werewolf. How am I doing today, Gary Busey? <laughs> <laughs> the werewolf wasn't the most psychotic person in that movie. <laughs> but uh, great transformations. Let's talk about honorable mentions, guys. What are some of your honorable mentions? for for best horror movie i i have to say nightmare on elm street was the original was extremely fucking scary that was one of the best uh horror movies uh, of all time halloween naturally psycho uh poltergeist 2 which i think poltergeist 2 was way scarier and way better than the original poltergeist so you bring in that pilgrim dude and carol ann and and uh, <laughs> fucking scared the shit sure that scared the shit out of you yeah uh uh, a movie that I found extremely like horrifying and scared the shit out of me. And this one was a, a not a recent one, but in the 2000s, The Strangers. Have you all seen The Strangers? That great movie. movie. That was a good one. Up, yeah. Man. Great movie. With, with Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a fucked up movie, dude. It was it scared the shit out of me. One of simple those where masks. they didn't have this, Yeah, simple mask. Nobody said mm-hmm. anything. No reason for killing, like no motive. It, it was fucked up. It's another great classic horror movie that's just uh, amazing. And then I know you mentioned earlier Scream that you know it it brought it brought along the you know it brought back the slasher film and everything. I love Scream. I can't can't wait for January to go see the new one. For me, um, I had um, I mean obviously Halloween. I, I my, mine are going to be probably a little different. I, I really liked the Blair Witch Project. Uh, you know back then I have Nightmare on Elm Street as well. Uh, I'm going to go with The Conjuring one and two. I think those two were awesome movies and Annabelle creation, uh, not the first in that series. I know those are, you know, three movies are, are tied together. I like um, it. I, like I think the, they're I like really the good movies. Which one? Uh, Annabelle. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a great movie, but, it, but I, I thought the, the, what was it? The second one in the series, Annabelle creation. I thought it was uh, I, I was like, I was talking about Chucky. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then one, two, like how Bob mentioned, uh, just one out of nowhere. And it it's deals with um, something else, but it's just such a crazy fucking movie. Uh, the fourth kind. We've talked about this. Yes, before. the fourth. I don't know if you've ever up. seen that. It, it deals with uh, terrestrial, extraterrestrials. And, 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 you know, yeah, oh, but fuck, it's that movie's so crazy. Up. Like, if you haven't seen that movie, that movie's so awesome and so like out there and, 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 and 
messed up kind of yeah. uh, visually um they're, they're, they're that one scene where like it possesses the, yeah. the chick and he's um, been, like talking uh, to, oh fuck that's fucked yeah, that up go out there and check that movie if you can <laughs> i can't man. even i can't even describe it otherwise other than to say he was fucked up man yeah that, that part i, I definitely out. uh recommend that one and then uh I, I i'm not gonna say them but uh you know i have your all's picks on my list here too so uh, how about you randy <laughs> i have a few i um i didn't grow up a big horror movie fan but the more i thought about it, i was like i've seen a lot of horror movies i remember my, my brother was a horror movie buff in our family and i i just did not want to watch him but there's a lot of classic ones i have listed sleepaway camp uh, I don't we know if can. you guys. I, I don't want to ruin. Exactly I don't want to ruin the ending. I think that <laughs> only because I think because cancel culture might say, "Hey, you can't say that" or whatever. But <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. But check it out for the ending because it will freak you the hell out. American Werewolf in London. I have listed uh, the. Dis- I'm sorry, the Descent was another one uh-huh. I saw. A, a buddy of mine recommended that one. Creep Show because Creep Show I know <laughs> was kind of campy, but it introduced the element of horror animation to me, and I yeah. thought the animated stuff was scarier than the actual. You know, movie stuff, and it would keep me up at night. Yeah, like, creep show, creep show. Just a, yeah, it, it was fucked up. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night was where uh, Santa Claus was murdering people. So when you're a kid and you <laughs> see Santa Claus killing people, that's pretty fucked up. Was was that from Tales from the Crypt, or was that its own no, this specific was, movie? Yeah, it was. It was from the early '80s, I believe. It was its T- own tell, specific movie. Did, didn't Tales from the Crypt do something like that as well? It I was think like so. A- I think so. They might have had a takeoff on that um silent oh i'm sorry uh, night of the living dead uh zombie movie thought it was another great one uh reanimator which was another uh scary classic that a friend of mine recommended that i watched and regretted uh basket case i don't know if you guys <laughs> have seen basket case it's a it's a it's a fun uh scary movie i also have and i don't know the name of this one it, I, I think it was called creeps or something i don't remember the name of it i have a bunch of question marks behind it but there was a little person who looked like John Oates from Holland Oates. And he was, uh, I don't know if it was called Freaks or Creeps, but I remember that movie when I was a kid and I could not find it on the IMDb. So if anybody's out there, just Google little John Oates or something or find little John Oates <laughs> and help me, help me figure out <laughs> what the title of this movie is. <laughs> the hell, right? <laughs> Excision, which was a 2012 movie, um, which is a movie I regret watching. Uh, check out Excision. It's about a, a a woman who's fascinated with blood, and she does this surgery at the end, and she's just excision was a was a nasty movie. Uh, and my buddy, <laughs> my buddy Steve wanted to shout out a few, uh, a couple of John Carpenter classics. In the Mouth of Madness, uh, The Prince of Darkness. He said those two were scary. I haven't watched either of them. And uh, Event Horizon. I haven't seen these three, but he's oh, you got Event Horizon is crazy. Yeah, yeah I forgot Horizon. about that one. Yeah. That's another one. Did I'm you surprised. all ever? Did you all ever see? Go ahead, just go ahead. Yo, I know you're gonna make a comment about it. No, I was just gonna say uh, I'm surprised nobody's gonna admit that they that they watched a uh, Human Centipede. Oh yeah, Human Centipede. <laughs> yeah, that was in my mind. Yeah. I, I, I watched it. it yeah. I didn't watch it. I watched it. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> Fuck the, 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 on the, Betamax. Yeah. Oh gosh, I mean, you're talking about like. Fecal horror, yeah. you know. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's just it's pretty bad. Yeah, I'm sorry, Bob. What were you saying? Did you all see? No, I was going to because we were talking about horror movies. I just yeah. popped in my head. Uh, did you ever see? Uh, Sometimes they come back. Oh hell that yeah, that's a a, that was a scary yeah, one too. Good man. movie. That's it. it. Actually, that was a it actually, was it? A, it's like a TV movie. Yeah, it was actually not that scary until there's a certain scene, like in the in the 
You ever heard that church one? Church without their with the guys don't have their faces. So it was I, it was that part have, was creepy. I have so. not watched that one. I have not. It, watched it's one. it's an interesting movie. I remember seeing that a long time ago. Uh, I've seen it as a kid, and I, I don't know if I, I should have seen it as a kid, but it was pretty. It was a good movie. It was entertaining. Did I mention the witch? Did I say the witch online? The witch? No, no you didn't. Yeah, it's a movie witches. called The Witch. It was a more of a, a recent movie with uh, uh, uh that her, what's her name was in it. She was a little bit younger. Anna Taylor Joy, whatever her name is. Who? Uh, the the girl from Queen's Gambit. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh okay, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Yeah. That movie's kind of fucked up too. It's a it's like a a, a period movie, uh, like of uh, the colonial times. It's called The Witch about this uh, family of uh, witches. What is it? Uh, <laughs> five uh, a, a husband, wife, and and you know their daughter, their daughter, their and their two young son and daughter. It's it's pretty fuck. It's kind of weird. It's kind of fucking out there. It's. It's simple, but it's it's messed up. Like it's kind of cool. It, it's a good movie. I, I thought it was awesome, but really kind of a psychological one too, as well. Right now with my kids, we just took the step towards Adam's family, so we're right there. We're safe. <laughs> you know all this other stuff. The animated happened. one or the yeah. the Raul Julia. <laughs> the, the Raul Julia. Oh, the that classic. That's that the one. best one there. They 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 love it and love that like, guy. Is this too crazy for them? No, they they enjoy it. Uh, they call Lurch Frankenstein, but yeah, we'll, cor- <laughs> we'll correct them. Okay, so now we're going on to our picks. Um, I'll go first. I went with the classic 1973, The Exorcist. I'm going to tell you all a little bit about my experience with this movie. I've watched it maybe eight times. I know that's not a lot. I know people have watched it probably every year in Halloween or or during certain gatherings. I saw this movie I think first when I was about 12, scared the shit out of me. I mean, and Bob, you you, you shared the story about your Uncle George having to sleep with a shotgun, <laughs> shotgun under, his bed, <laughs> under yeah. his bed after watching. I remember this movie legitimately. I did not sleep that night. I couldn't sleep that night. And I think I saw it one other time when I was 17. When I worked for a college, um, we had a we wanted to do a scary movie night and um they had asked me to uh, find a scary movie and I'd have to, you know, show it in at the auditorium. And I picked The Exorcist. So I had to like, you know, get the rights for it, get the DVD sent in. So my boss had said, wow, we, we paid a, a good money, a good amount of money for this movie. And I said, well, yeah, it's The Exorcist. It's one of the best horror movies of all time. And he was like, we got to show this like four or five times. We had this for what, 24 hours? I was like, yeah. So I had to sit there in the auditorium and play this for four or five times from like 9 a.m. to like, you know, 9 p.m. Having to watch The Exorcist over and over. And I never moved. I just kept on studying this film. And I was still freaked out. I was still scared. It was just crazy. It was released in December of 1973. Everyone thinks you should release a horror movie in October. Wrong. Release it in December. It's cold. People are cheery. They're celebrating Christmas. Catch them off guard. There's something very scary about the 1970s decade. I remember being in elementary school in the 80s, and they still use 70s films for lessons on stuff like hygiene, kidnapping, and, you know, shit like that. And all these public service films were fucking scary, even though they weren't supposed to be. They had this grainy texture and all the male leads looked like serial killers. There was that creepy flute that played underneath every 70s film. And the 1970s, I don't know if you guys agree with me on this. The 1970s were the least attractive decade as far as people go, in my opinion. Not a lot of good looking people around in the 1970s. You had John Travolta, Farrah Fawcett, and that's about it. Everyone else looked like uncaptured members of the Manson family, you know, (laughs) tinted glasses and feathered hair. And that was like the captain of the football team. It was reported that some members of the viewing audience suffered from things like fainting and vomiting. I know what you're going to say. That's no big deal. These are things that can happen during a Backstreet Boys concert, but I'm not (laughs) done because the cinematic neurosis of this felt 
of this had people, people were having heart attacks and miscarriages when they were watching this movie. Crazy, right? People lobbied for this movie to be changed to an X rating, you know, like Showgirls. Only in Showgirls, Elizabeth Berkeley didn't furiously violate herself with a crucifix. Anyway, the she first did it? she did it. I think they cut that one out. Uh, neither did Gina Gorshan. Okay, the first horror movie film to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture, and it won for Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Sound. It was the highest grossing R-rated movie horror film. I'm sorry, until the release of it. So it held that title for 44 years. Let's talk a little plot. Catholic priest Father Marin, who we see again later on, conjures up this. He finds this demon sculpture on an archaeological dig. So we know something's about to go down later on because they're setting the tone. Meanwhile, in Georgetown, an actress is filming on location. She's filming on location in Georgetown and something strange is afoot. There are many weird things going on. And her daughter, Reagan, is talking to an imaginary friend named Captain Howdy. You know, nobody makes a big deal out of it yet. Right. And Reagan begins to act strangely. She's volatile. She's hostile. She's cursing at her mom's friends. She's peeing on the floor for attention. You know, regular preteen stuff. So nobody gives a shit at this point. You know, we find out that that Reagan is possessed by the demon Pazuzu. I know it, that sounds like the ice cream cookie dessert from the BJ's restaurant, Pazuzu. I was there this past weekend with my family and my buddy Steve. <laughs> we had a nice Pazuzu after our avocado burgers. For those of you who don't know what BJ's is, uh, it's a restaurant. <laughs> it's like an upscale Chili's. It's the so kind terrible. of place, <laughs> I love it. It's, it's, it's the kind of place you would take a date you met on an online app, and you're not too crazy about this person, but he or she is the best option for now. So you don't want to spend too much money. And this person looks like they'd enjoy splitting a nice Pazuzu. So I would, you know, recommend the chocolate chip one. I'm not down with a snickerdoodle. Anyway, back to the movie. The I hope they're paying you for this shit. <laughs> okay. The possessed Reagan does the following. She kills her babysitter, uh, makes it look like uh, it, he threw himself out the window. Uh, and it's recommended that an exorcism takes place because she's levitating. It's, things are going crazy. Uh, this is where we meet Father Damien Karras, one of my all-time favorite horror movie characters next to Dr. Loomis in Halloween. I thought Damien Karras was great. You don't get many deep, flushed-out characters in horror movies, but Karras was excellent. He was battling another demon, an inner demon, and questioning his own faith because he blamed himself for the death of his mother. The battle between Reagan and Karras is epic cinema. This is where the movie goes beyond horror, and it's man versus supernatural. It's man versus himself. Just great conflict cinema. Karis is outmatched, but calls on priest Marin, who we uh, Marin, who we met earlier, who takes the wheel of the exorcism and the ultimate mindfuck. The demon impersonates Karis's mom, deceased mom. It's crazy. Why you um, do this to me, Demi? Yeah, it's just an incredible <laughs> scene. Probably one of the scariest parts of the movie. Uh, forget the crucifix, the head spinning, the pea soup, the levitation, the talking backwards. That particular scene was the most intense and the most horrifying. Marin dies from a heart attack at this point, and I almost do too. At this point, Karis is so emotionally charged, he wrestles the demon. The demon enters him, and the ultimate sacrifice, Karis throws himself out of the window so the demon doesn't kill Reagan. Reagan has no recollection of this, but the whole exorcism scene, that the buildup, the storytelling, the horror of an innocent child being enraptured by a demonic entity was so horrific and so memorable. I mean, when we think of scary movies, guys, we think of The Exorcist automatically. It's still parodied. It's still mentioned. It's still showed. You're talking about decades and decades. We're almost 50 years past the making of the movie, and it still holds up as one of the best, or in my opinion, the best 
And that's why I listed it as the best horror movie. What are your thoughts? You definitely hit the nail on the head. It's it's the scary one of the scariest horror movies. At least when I was a kid, it was, it was a movie that scared the living shit out of me. Um, I still can't believe they killed Cheech Marin uh, at the beginning of the movie. That that sucks. Uh, the priest. Um, but uh, other than that, you mentioned Captain Howdy. I was like, is this guy talking about Pee Wee's Playhouse? What the fuck's going on? Captain um, Howdy. <laughs> um, it, it's it, it really is one of those movies, man, that just scared the living hell out of you when you were a kid because you know it, it was one of those things because you start talking about religion and possession, and you know they make believe like this shit could have possibly happen in the movie in real life. So it wasn't the slasher film, which I was introduced to first before I actually saw The Exorcist when I was in junior high. It's a pretty fucked up movie. I mean, it is, you know, having watched it as I've gotten older, it's still it's still pretty it's it's still pretty fucked up and still pretty scary. But some of the effects are a little more laughable now. And then, you know, reading about how they use the green dye and the oatmeal for when she spit up on the dude and, and you know, you know, uh, different things. Like I said, they talk about the crucifix and the uh, and the head spinning around like the plastic doll. That they use the the effects for it were a little bit cheesy, but it, it it's really hard to argue against that one. It it really was one of the scariest movies I saw at that particular time. Again, but as I got older, you know, it it it, it seemed to wear. I wouldn't say wear off, but it, it's not as scary to me considering a lot of the different ones that I've seen since then. Definitely, it was one of those things. Like I said, my, my uncle George slept with a shotgun under his bed after just seeing it at the movie theater. So I, I it, it's definitely relatable. I can relate to something like that being scared having to. Having to keeping the lights on longer than I, than I needed probably needed to be. What do you think about it, Joseph? Great movie, as as uh, you mentioned, and as Randy mentioned. I again, I, I talked about uh, how I wanted this. Uh, I had it on my list. Uh, I didn't want to say it because I, I don't want to give her picks away. Uh, but yeah, this one was on the list most definitely. Watching this even at like a, a, in my teenage years because I didn't I didn't see it like you know in my before I was ten uh, saw it in my in, in, when I was a teen and that was probably like what ninety. 90- in, in the 90s and so 90s. seeing that, yeah so seeing that it came out in uh what was it 73 yeah it's still still fucking crazy even though it came out uh almost uh 20 years you know uh, more than 20 years the effects I, I i really love the simplicity of the the effects for this being a 70s movie and you can look to like uh the evil dead i didn't none of us mentioned evil dead that's not oh, movie, yeah, but the, you know that that one coming yeah i love the evil completely dead. forgot about but the evil dead in, released in 81 you know the effects in that movie uh we do see a little bit of the i know like in those there was like the the clay melting clay you know the stuff with the, you know they, they did some some stuff yeah. like uh, a tool video yeah yeah like yeah, a like you know a- so <laughs> Gummy. uh so for for the exorcist to do some simple stuff like you know flipping the you know turning the head that's fucked up i remember when you see that scene you're like out of nowhere no she's uh, crawling backwards on oh yeah, yeah. That you was know that the, the spider walk which i don't think was in the original release right the yeah. theatrical one and then seeing it later when it you know oh release it in the you know the 20th anniversary one and that's pretty fucking crazy and the overdub like uh, you mentioned the of the of his mom's voice i mean that's that's some messed up stuff and they did pretty good with the makeup and everything and, and well reagan's the the, the actress uh, who was it what was her name i can't remember linda blair linda, linda blair, blair uh um well who was who was doing the actual acting of the um i don't remember i know there was a stand-in for yeah for well 
song yeah that person or whoever yeah. that, you know and just awesome and, and the way that they spoke and honestly i i think we're gonna at least i will for every film that we're gonna discuss i love them all so it, it I, it's hard oh, yeah. to argue anything against it i don't think i really can other than just like i don't know i, don't know. I mean maybe maybe, maybe uh <laughs> maybe i won uh, finally maybe, <laughs> oh <laughs> maybe we shouldn't it's, have uh, i think yeah. i think it's i think it's a it's a great movie i was gonna mention before it's it's a great i think it's more for me for me at least it's no, better known for its one-liners you know what i mean it's like <laughs> the most quotable movie horror movie you know what i mean other than it being it was scary now it's not the scariest movie i've ever seen but it was What's pretty scary the, but with the, all the one-liners like the why you do this to me Dimmy? and hey you your know, mother's in here hey, i, 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 I know they, they priest and an old priest i know yeah i know it's parodied a lot i know they take lines from it and, and make it uh, uh turn them into a comedy or use it for comedy a uh, com- comedic relief or whatnot i remember uh what is that scary, uh, scary movie three scary movie there's a two no i think it's scary movie two uh, like, i'm not sure andy, where, where, andy richter where what's it yeah <laughs> and the like the priests they're like i don't know it's it's funny she's, i mean she's like shimmying or she's she's like shimmying at him yeah, yeah. Like the, the priest starts like going ah, ah, ah. Yeah, it was what's his name uh james Mar- woods. marlon brando no. it, was, yeah, it was james woods and was, yeah i think so it was james woods i mean it's it's funny um when he's doing that whole scene where he's like he's in the and he's in the restroom and and he's taking his shit and he's like please and the flies are coming <laughs> like the way they parried it i guess is is the is the downfall because it was such a good or not a downfall i guess the ne- the the thing against it because i thought it's such a good movie like why do that like i mean yes I, i'll agree i laughed i laughed at those uh those parody moments it's kind of, I mean, well, every movie I guess can can be parried. You can make something funny out of everything that we're gonna talk about. So, uh, I guess I can just—that's all I can say about that one, really. I mean, it's a great fucking movie. Uh, wow, I, I mean, wouldn't I, say, I remember it. Go ahead. I, I, go ahead. I was gonna say, like, I wouldn't say, you know, one thing it, it may have been missing, and and this is just gonna be like a super nitpick because, of course, it's like the one of the best horror movies of all time. It's the premise of it was amazing. Uh, the writing was okay. I think the writing, uh, like and best you know, the, adapted the, screenplay. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. In '73, what else was it going against? <laughs> I have to look. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. But the the premise of the movie is completely. I mean, just hearing the premise of it before before going in to see it, you're already fucking scared. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it had that. It really did have that going for it as well. At times, though, I think when I rewatch it, the only thing I, I take from it is that it drags on a bit. I guess like she's there's something clearly wrong with her like why are you like why are you taking, so long, call, why, why are you taking so long yeah exactly why are you taking so long to call the priest uh so and that's just something that i've noticed you know in re-watching it i will say i just looked it up it beat serpico so it says something man <laughs> serpico, Al, one of al pacino's best movies one of al pacino's eight <laughs> movies that he shot that year <laughs> i will say this uh just before we go on to, to your pick bob the thing about The Exorcist that I felt it was so good, it obviously it was based on a book and I know uh, many of our um, selections and honorable mentions are based on on novels. But what I think it did right, um, it cast uh, several unknowns, uh, Linda Blair being one of them. And I love when horror movies do that. When horror movies cast like a, a mainstream actor, I kind of think like, well... You know, they're going to last or or it's it's going to be a little glamorized or they're doing it for a money grab. They casted a lot of uh, unknown actors and and just the the fact that they used a child. I, and I think uh, Rosemary's Baby had had done this earlier. And then and, and maybe there was there were a few other movies, but the Exorcist, the but the Exorcist took a a, a, a plot or they took a, a child actor and they just made this like the most horrifying things. You would think one of the most innocent things, a sweet young girl 
who, who's with her mom and, and very polite and everything turned into this just horrible demon. And then the girl is like etching, like help me on the, on the abdomen because she's trapped and, and possessed. I think it did a lot with a psyche. And, and once you become a parent, you kind of think like, Oh shit. Like, I hope, uh, I hope everything's okay. Because if, if that ever happened, who knows, who knows what, You're right. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm calling father somebody or other, because we're, we're, we're getting rid of, of this demon. Let's go on to your pick, Bob. What do you got? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Man. I would stick around. I, 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 kind of, I would say maybe. Depends. Which kid? Is it? No. Yeah, which uh, kid? <laughs> <laughs> I, I went in uh, moving on from 73. I, I uh, decided to go with uh, The Shining Man, directed by Stanley Kubrick and written by, you know, the grandmaster of them all, right? Stephen King. The film has always been one of my favorite horror, horror movies, uh, and to this day, it still scares. It really does scare the shit out of me. There's certain scenes in it that, that really, really bother me. In my point of view, it's the perfect horror movie coupling Stanley Kubrick's visual set and, and scene designs with his use of colors and his perspective and in, in his shots to, of course, like again, the master of horror fiction, Stephen King's uh, story and plot and twists and turns. It was that perfect horror movie, mind fucking marriage, man, of having both of those using King's story and, and having Kubrick uh, directed. Even more so, the movie does something that no other horror movie does. It, it combines the best genres of horror films uh, together. It's a slasher film. It's a psychological thriller. It takes place in a haunted hotel, which touches on the uh, which touches on the paranormal, including that creepy fucked up woman that steps out of the bathtub and laughs hysterically in, in room 237. That part still scares the shit out of me. Like, why? Why? Not to mention, the, uh, Randy, this is perfect for you, not to mention the two little girls come oh, and yeah. play with us, Danny. Danny ever. Yeah, <laughs> fucking creepy, man. Fucking creepy. And contrary to what you say, you know, the lead character is played by Jack Nicholson, the great Jack Nicholson, who I thought nailed this role. I mean, he was he was just perfect for this role, the father. And of course, he goes mad and goes crazy and he tries to kill his wife, played by Duvall and, and his son. So, you know, there's just a lot of elements in this film that that make it the best horror movie of all time. It wasn't so one dimensional, uh, not saying that The Exorcist is bad, not at all. It's amazing, but it's one dimensional. It goes in one direction, but a possessed child and they're trying to they're trying to free. Right. You know, this one, like it does have that slasher element, does have that paranormal element with the ghost. They are in a haunted hotel. Uh, you know, you, you do see, uh, you know, somebody going mad, you know, the psychological thriller that the the wife trying to save her kid and figure out why the fuck her husband's you know losing his mind and and who's trying to kill them and is he in his right mind should she save him you know there's a lot of little twists and turns in it in, in that, that make it just the best man the twist at the end now i i know i talked a little bit about with this with josie yesterday but the twist at the end still fucks with me dude is, is he is he a ghost in the hotel has he always been there like the bartender tells him, hey, was he possessed? Is he reincarnated? What the fuck is going on? I need I need some clarification with that. Uh, maybe y'all can shine a little lighter or, or give me your opinion on that. But I really do think this movie just, just had a different element. The writing was amazing. Like I said, the, the movie set, the, the, the picture quality was awesome. And I love the scenes, the way they shot the scenes. Uh, it's quotable. They have the here's Johnny. You know, uh, I love the, the, the quote when he's walking up the stairs and he's like, a light of my life. Give me the bat. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. I'm going to bash him right the fuck in. I, I love that. Fucking creepy. And the way he does and the way he says it is perfect, man. Jack Nicholson nailed that role. But it's always been my favorite horror movie of all time. 
it's just it's the best man I, I have to watch it every year i usually watch it a couple of times during october every single year it, it's it's one of my favorites and it was like my go-to i knew i was going with this pick what do y'all think about it another adapted screenplay uh by Stephen King, the master, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a great movie. I think we're going to do this a lot because we're in the we're in the Halloween spirit. We're watching these things and uh, a definite rewatch. Uh, I had the DVD, uh, a movie about a guy whose wife and kid drive him to go apeshit crazy. This isn't a movie. It's a bio doc. Okay. So <laughs> has Jack, has Jack Nicholson uh, done any horror movies aside from he did Wolf, I think. And he did Wolf in the like the uh, late nineties, but it wasn't oh, really, yeah, this is the best Jack Nicholson horror movie. That's for you. Oh, Wolf yeah. Then uh, his transformation is that he just took off his shirt and had a hairy chest and Wolf. <laughs> it was, you know, wasn't it, it? This was around the time he did one flew over the cuckoo's nest. So he yes. was like, yeah, I had so that it, in my notes. He I was, think he was just yeah. relatively getting into his like being Chinatown. Like, he wasn't, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. a big superstar yet or movie star yet, but he was becoming that. He, um, Stanley Kubrick is is a, a master too. Uh, one of the uh, most difficult directors to to work with because he's such a perfectionist. I don't know if you knew this, uh, Bob, but Robert De Niro auditioned for for this role. Uh, they they wrote it for Jack Nicholson, and but they had auditions, and they said that Robert De Niro like knocked it out of the park, but they wanted Nicholson for this role. I, I thought Robert De Niro would have been an uh, interesting cast. I think he probably <laughs> took a lot of that to Cape Fear. Which was an, an amazing. Oh yeah, movie. Cape Fear was, was amazing. Was, he was these, awesome. these shoes, these ghosts, these ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like that they give the main character death. Uh, Jack Torrance is a recovering alcoholic. We're empathetic. It gives the movie levity. It gives it pathos. Stephen King, who is noted to be critical about his uh, movie adaptations, about his novels, felt that this movie deviated from his work a little bit. I don't know if he's come around to it, but that's just what I got. I'm at the I'm at a crossroads with this movie because the acting is so good. I mean, we buy Jack Nicholson going insane because nobody plays insane better. We buy (laughs) we buy Shelley Duvall as horrified. And this isn't a knock on the casting. But I had seen these actors in other movies before I saw The Shining, and that familiarity sort of soured it for me. But I mean, they not to say that they, they didn't do amazing. You still so, saw her as olive oil? <laughs> as olive oil, yeah. I had that on my notes, olive oil and Popeye. So Jack is a caretaker at the Overlook Hotel, and in typical horror movie white people trope, Jack takes the job knowing that Charles Grady killed his family and himself there. So what's the worst that could happen, right? Uh, Danny, his son, has uh, telepathic abilities, which, of course, the sheer incredible fact that he has this gift is overpowered by the deterioration deterioration of Jack's mental health. We see ghosts and we see a naked ghost lady, which was the scariest thing in the movie. That is one of the scariest horror movie things. But it's not even but it's not the scariest naked woman scene Jack Nicholson has in his career. That distinction belongs to Kathy Bates and about Schmidt. So take my (laughs) word for it. Uh, While this is while this is an exercise in the buildup and I appreciate the slow burn of Jack going crazy. This movie is all Jack Nicholson. You see the pop culture references to the movie. It's all Jack Nicholson. He was at his apex here. And, you know, you talked about it, Bob. Uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Chinatown. And of course, we had Jack Nicholson resurgence. We had a Jack Nicholson resurgence in the 90s with Batman, A Few Good Men, As Good As It Gets, About Schmidt. And no pun intended, but Nicholson outshines everybody so brilliantly. And I don't think it lends itself to balance. If we were arguing best performance in the horror movie, you'd have my attention. But I think the movie was so imbalanced that 
This was just Jack Nicholson all the way, but I mean, an incredible performance by him. Well, for me as, to talk about this one, uh, it is, it's going dif- to be di- I, slightly different, I guess, from, from your pick, Randy, and possibly mine, uh, simply for the fact that I, we're not sure what we're dealing with, or, or maybe we are. And I, that's what's cool about it, I guess. The house is, excuse me, the, the hotel is clearly haunted. We know that. There's, you know, some that will argue or, or debate nonstop, and we debate about it, like Bob mentioned the other day exactly what the fuck is going on with him is he you know like you mentioned is he dead is he not dead what the hell's going on people will argue whether or not like i don't know if you find the character of of jack torrance excuse me uh i I don't i don't know if when you first watched it you thought he was a sane person prior i know you said he i know it's he's a recovering alcoholic uh people will argue that he was never sane uh, and they'll get that from the book Uh, i know you mentioned how the you know people talk about you know there's a difference and then stephen king kind of like he maybe thinks that it veers off from, from his book a little bit but that's I, it's still a great, great movie. It's more on that suspense, not so much because I mean, there is a haunting, so I can't. It's suspenseful, most definitely. We have our moments, like I think, uh, you you mentioned the the naked lady for me, those two girls, man. That, that's the scariest fucking thing in the movie, those two girls, yeah. The uh, flashes of them, like dead on the floor, yeah, the twins, the fla- yeah, exactly. Those are fucked um, up, dude. You know, what's his name, Danny ro- rolling around? Uh, right, you know, yeah. when when Danny's rolling around, you know, something's gonna fucking happen, and it's crazy because of the. the great camera work by the way uh mm-hmm. it's it was it was uh, amazingly produced awesome uh camera work like i mentioned um but yeah danny the, the character of danny seeing those two girls and then the flashes of i know i mean you know it's it's not them but i know the they threw some dummies but the flashes of the of the two girls you know dead on the ground and you know blood and i think that's the scariest fucking thing of the movie what about we the dog clearly... what about the dog like when 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 shelly duvall's running through the hotel and she sees like the dog and the guy in the suit like i guess they're fucking around the guy's in like a dog suit. It's like a 1950s yeah, yeah. dog. Yeah, I was, was, was going to get to that. That was creepy as shit. Yeah, that was, that was, that was out there too. It's back in it, but it's kind of creepy. It's, 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 yeah, kind of, that's out there too. And I think we mentioned that we were like, now I think that was her first experience, at least in the movie, finally seen or, or seen the things that were going on. And, and, and we talked about like how, how, you know, you're supposed to be there by yourself and you see that like, okay, something's fucking wrong. Get the hell out of there. Great movie. I love this movie. We debate about it. We talk about it to this day. I think that he was alive I've said this to bob a, a few times i don't think he was dead i think it was the house i think it was the spirits i think it was everything that was you know or the, whatever was haunting that how the, the excuse me the the hotel got to him drove him insane and i think that I that think so that too. that thing at the end and we'll discuss this later if you want i don't have to talk about it right yeah. now the picture yeah i just i'll just say that i i think that the picture is the growing number of people that have gone mad or and then just along with whatever horrible like things that have happened there so i I, to me he was alive the house sorry (laughs) uh i I think um you know it's that i think it drove him insane it drove him to to the 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 spirits of the of the hotel definitely had that influence on him uh my only con is uh i love shelly duvall i love olive oil but uh the constant crying and and uh that's my only negative like like lady Come on, like stop crying and do something, or like you know you're she, always she running around with the bat. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, we talked about that. We we're yeah, like, she, she, she fucking got him. You fucking, ah, I love how he's like real confident. She hits him in the hand, and he's like, hey, what the fuck? And then boom, boom, and he rolls down the stairs. I, I, I think I've read that she was so messed up from that from maybe, that film. That maybe that, yeah, that she affect, was. It affected the rest of her career. I mean, you had to do olive oil after you know doing yeah. The Shining because I mean, geez, you had to you had to turn it one eighty because that was an intense. I don't think she ever recovered her her career or anything after that. 
Yeah. Yeah. It play, obviously played a big psychological, you know, uh, you know, role. It was a big psychological role for her to play. Uh, you know, she has to play like this desperate, crying and freaked out, like scared of for her, scared for her son and scared of her husband and scared of the hotel. You know, she's constantly trying to, you know, building up that. I'm sure it, 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 you know, has to play fuck with your psyche a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's my only con with her is or of the movie is just her her character's psyche the whole time but i guess you know you can kind of explain it to that but aside from that the fact that we talk about this movie we debate we still talk about uh you know what exactly was going on what the fuck happened at the end how do we explain the end uh what does the picture mean i think that's this one's a a classic and then we're always going to discuss that and that's why this one's this one's a great one this is one of the you know the great the best of the ones that we're going to you know if we the ones we mentioned what, the ones we discuss and, and, and it goes on any list to be honest I, with you i know we we did a show uh you know a month or so back we did best tarantino movie and this kind of reminded me of that you know it had that great writing and had the great you know the director the the shots were def, the the shot the scene selections the colors that they use you know the writing was amazing i thought it, it had it had that kind of feel for me and maybe that's why I'm so attached to it. You know, the horror part of it was was fucking crazy and amazing as well. You know, there were a lot of scary scenes. It wasn't just the woman screaming. It wasn't just the the little girls. And then, you know, showing those the flashes of the little girls in the blood, the blood coming out of the elevator, even flashes of like the, the butler saying great party. And he's like split down his head or he's bleeding from his head. It was all kind of fucked up, man. It really did. Like I said, it had more of a, not like, oh, The Exorcist, I'm not going to sleep at night type of thing. This was like, I, I can't stop thinking about this movie at night. Like, what was going on and the little things? And why did they have this color? And why would they shoot it this way? And, you know, what really happened at the end? And the, the maze and everything about it, man. There's just there's so you many know, elements to this movie that I really, really love. You know who got it the worst in that movie? Uh, Scatman. Uh, I know, <laughs> man. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jeez. goes to, to Miami, to Denver. Mm-hmm. And then to you know Denver to or to the hotel like all the traveling he does and he shows up and then fucking yeah, dead within dead. a second. Anybody <laughs> yeah. here? Post all the fucking traveling. <laughs> I, I would yeah. have loved to have seen a young Meryl Streep in that role instead of um, uh, oh, Shelley shit. Duvall. I think she would have held her. I mean, not that Shelley Duvall, but I I just think the dynamic could have been. Uh, I don't know. I she just well, you can cast I, her in anything. I, right? I I honestly think that she nails it. I think that she becomes. I know Joe said like you know after a while you're like Jesus Christ. But I think she nails it like she complete. She looks completely broken down and like freaked the fuck out. Would you uh, I mean, like if you had somebody like a Meryl Streep, I think would do an amazing job, by the way. But like then what kind of movie is it? You know, we had talked about casting some of the unknowns for some of the makes the movies a little bit better. And, you know, Shelley Duvall at that point in time, she's not she was a major star at that point. So maybe uh, I don't I, I think it fit. I think it really worked. Desperate house. But then she's like, I don't even know how to explain it. She looked, she looks like the type of person that like, oh yeah, my husband's a fucker, but I'm still with him. That type of thing. So like she wants Very to believe him or she yeah. wants to side with him, but she's also scared of, of his ass, but she can't leave him. That type of thing. I think she plays that role perfectly. I'll give I'll give you I'll give you that point. Yeah. And this is the second time we've done a, a movie uh a podcast where you the guy Freezes at the end, Bob. That you choose. Uh, it was Leonardo <laughs> at the Titanic. <laughs> Jack, and they're both the same guy, right? At this point, Leonardo yeah. Kind of <laughs> Jack Jesus Nicholson. Christ! They both yeah. froze at the and end, and all because of their wife. All because of their yeah, their so love, their loved one. They froze. <laughs> Damn it, Rose, you jerk. <laughs> Joseph, let's go on to your pick. <laughs> all right, so going with uh, uh more of a. Uh, Late early to late two thousands are not how we mentioned you know the nineties we didn't really see anything uh so jumping to that time 
in in cinema history i went with uh paranormal activity uh really great film really one uh i, I love it it released in october uh 14 2007 i know i think it worked out perfectly i remember the build-up to this movie i remember seeing the promos for it online the the stuff that they released and i think it had a great uh campaign for it advertising and then when it was fine and then coming out in october i guess was hollow you know the halloween time i thought it worked out great so uh one of my all-time favorite scary movies or horror movies um however you want to call it Uh, I believe it's a genius uh, small horror film. Uh, so well made that it's it's actually uh, pretty scary. Uh, how it was made, very very simple. It's uh, it's billed as the the quote unquote real thing, uh, and it starts out without any normal or conventional opening or closing credits. It starts out with a thank you to the families of the of the subjects of the film. It ends just as simple and mysterious as it opened. The end is just a, a quick summary of what happened in the next few days and the current whereabouts unknown type thing from one of the main characters. It's not the first of the found film genre stuff. These type of films in, in some way or another go back, you know, as far as the 60s. And it's not the first uh, horror or, or scary movie uh with of found film type you know we had that uh there's plenty of of that from other countries and in america we had one of the most famous ones or or or, or one that you can kind of say started this uh type of you know trend that we we kind of still see today but we saw a lot of it uh which was uh the blair witch project another great film that i really liked um i think because of the cameras available at the time of the 90s this one stuff that one suffered a little bit but it's still good Uh, maybe if it had the newer technology, it would have been a better film. So uh, Paranormal Activity, uh, the movie centers around the story of a young couple named Katie and uh, Mika, who are haunted by a supernatural presence in their home. Mika sets up cameras to try and document what's going on, what's what's what might be haunting them. So there is a, a story present here in the movie, but to explain it, uh, it would all take a lot of time. And But basically, so uh, things go to hell for the couple and, and some crazy shit happens. And, and the story gets more explained in the next five films. I'm sorry, I, I can't really explain the whole story of this film, uh, you know, right now. But uh, I know that's a lot, but I, I enjoy them. And, and, and it's something that you might like out there. You know, I, I suggest going out there and seeing them all in the, in the order of the release. Uh, Voodoo has a bundle and save right now. I'm not trying to plug them, but I did end up buying that because it, I got all six films for like, uh, I think it was like 40 bucks. So I thought it was really cool. Uh, the late Roger Ebert said it best, I believe. It illustrates one of my favorite points that silence and waiting can be more entertaining than frantic, fast cutting and berserk effects. For extended periods here, nothing at all is happening. But believe me, you won't be bored. I loved how the director, uh, Oren Pelly, chose to film this to focus more on on believability rather than you know the action or or gore it's shot with uh, home video cameras and the dialogue was natural because there was no real script the two actors katie featherstone and uh mika slote i believe is how you pronounce his last name they actually use their real names to give it more uh to give the story more believability they almost did nothing uh and it's perfect and i think this kind of goes to like what you all we've talked about already these unknown actors they were just um theater students who auditioned for i believe for this for this you know movie and it, it worked out great and again they use their real names when you watch this movie you're definitely on the edge i remember i you know when i watched it the first time what am i going to see what the fuck's going to happen i remember watching this in the theater and hearing everyone around me almost losing it you know at the at the little moments that were happening uh not knowing what was going to happen uh there's a real great clip of like when they were first doing the advertisement uh showing like test screenings 
uh, you can find that on YouTube and they have the cameras showing the the reaction of the of the the people in the watching it and it's really cool because they're like they're losing their shit they're freaking out it's really that's what got me to go watch this movie it was funny to me but i but to hear the all of that actually going on around me while i was at the theater but i was also very entertained and and also wondering what's going to happen uh are we going to see this thing that's clearly coming up the steps in the dark because we can hear the footsteps we don't know uh you know but then suddenly there's a loud uh, you know shriek and then a bang and if you're watching this at, at at home or in the theater you're going like what the fuck you know if you're seeing it at home for the first time you definitely might freak out especially if you got like the you know surround sound going on it's it's pretty fucking cool for me the simple things like loud bangs or lights turning on in the distance you know that you only see through the through the lens of this uh stationed home video camera that's shooting one way i, I it's it's awesome it's door closings uh it, they really freak you out uh the scene where katie's being pulled from the bed it's crazy it's it's fucked up i mean it's you should awesome. have kept her feet under the blanket everybody knows this <laughs> no but but you see but the blanket the blanket off. goes up the blanket goes up you see it uh it's the awesome. <laughs> It's crazy. It's awesome. The way uh, it's shot makes it even better. Big budget movies can have like these crazy uh, effects, but because of the big budget cameras, I think it's, I think it looks entertaining, but it's not as creepy or scary as seeing it on a digital home uh, recording device. Uh, Everybody out there, if you have a a home security type device and and one night you see something on that that you can't explain it's going to freak you the fuck out and that's that's what this is you know uh it's not secure you know a, a ring doorbell or security camera footage it's an actual you know home digital camera so it'll look better than your your security cam footage but it's still going to freak you the fuck out anyway it's raw the film technique i loved it they just you know, again they use that and it's kind of basically just filmed by one of the other than when it's stationary it's filmed by uh the mika character and uh, i think he did a you know a pretty good job uh the the raw acting is great the dedication to making it seem as real as it could be with something so simple as just like wind machines loud bangs because there was you know some scenes where you know you see make curtains move or, or something you like that it's really fucking cool um again uh there was a little bit of pyro so there's that too to me it's perfect i remember leaving the, th- the theater and and thinking wow that was crazy that was so good i definitely want to see that again and i still definitely see it again I, I just watched it the other day and it was great i enjoyed it and i appreciated it it's it's ironic that sounds like a great first date (laughs) (laughs) and speaking of first dates i got a um you know how facebook has those memories on my memories 12 years ago this is what it says october 17 2009 saw paranormal activity Eh, it's basically an updated blair witch project but I am going to change my tune about it because I did rewatch this. My experience with was this was it was more like the the I guess the gathering the time went kind of uh, we were running late to the theater. We got our tickets late and we ended up sitting second row. And you don't want to sit second row for any movie, much less a horror movie, right? And so at the end when the when Mika's body gets thrown and then Katie comes to the camera, you know I'm like with my eyes pinched shut because I don't want to see this shit. It's <laughs> no. scary. It's scary. And she pointed it out. She's like, you you close your eyes half the movie. I was like the last. T- the last two minutes come on give me a break i mean it was your fault that we sat in the second row but i mean the 
theater was packed and it had such an energy. And you mentioned this, Joseph, by the enticement of wanting to watch this movie based on those commercials. And people were reacting like that. Again, with this trope, white people go into a house and demon talks to them. <laughs> they figure, hey, we're saving a fortune on mortgage. Let's power through this together. People will let crystals and astrological signs influence their decisions, but the devil will go away. Just spritz some water and pray and the devil will leave eventually, right? In this case, the demon is haunting the main female character, Katie, as you mentioned before. Now I get it. I like like Mika, the, the male lead in this movie. I have dated out of my league. I I always, always have. But if my girlfriend tells me she talks to demons, I don't care how great things are. Otherwise, I'm fucking out of there. I'm, I'm, out. Like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. You talk to demons. Oh, God. I don't care. Yeah. Your ex-boyfriends are. That's fine. But demons? Fuck that. Yeah. You know, um, my experience with this movie, as I told you about it, and it was shot for $15,000 and made $193 million worldwide. Yeah. I, I didn't so, mention that. But, but yeah. Incredible, I mean, it's right? incredible, it's right? Exactly. Yes, big turnaround. Of course, this lit the franchise to create some horrible sequels, but they went to the bank, right? Six sequels with the seventh one coming. I thought that this was a very original take on horror on, on, on the horror movie utilize documentary style and realism better than the Blair Witch Project now I saw the Blair Witch Project in the movie theaters I was very disappointed by it I remember I went with my brother and he came out like sweating buckets. He's like, fucking scary movie, right? I was like, no, dude, the camera was shaking. That's why yeah. I was sweaty, dude. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't because he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's I, and, and like I mentioned, I think, you know, had we seen that movie uh, with a better camera, you know, yeah. maybe. Because, I mean, the camera moves in this one. Uh, you know, Mika's running around with the camera, but it's a more digital, better camera. So it's, it's not running on tape. But, but, you know, it might not have had the same effect, though. I think using the cheap camera, you know, gave it that, yeah. that great effect. Continue. Uh, Blair Witch Project. Uh, this this movie makes you think there's a lot of... It makes you think, right? There's a lot of silence. There's a lot of watching, waiting, anticipating. Okay, so yeah. it, keeps, <laughs> it, keeps, it keeps the anxiety going, right? There's no, there's no loud music or gore throughout cutaways. Good tension. Uh, I had a huge problem with Mika, who is the wet blanket <laughs> boyfriend. And I'm going to do... Like, who, who says, I'm going to do everything to capture what's going on. I know the demonologist was out of the country... But I mean, I would have booked it. I will see you in a month when we get this shit figured out. Even the guy, I mean, every move the guy made was stupid and annoying. And even the guy, was he a doctor? Was he, I don't know what he was, but he was like, hey, fuck this. Get the fuck out of here. The demonologist is gone. I'm gone. You all should fucking leave. And they're like, no, no, we're going to power through this. We're going to figure out what the fuck that noise in the basement is. Come on. <laughs> and, then, the and then last I'll week, be right back. I'll be right back. I think it isolated a lot of true horror, horror fans. Like many horror fans didn't care for the realism. It wasn't sustainable, but that's why the sequels didn't stand the test of time. We left this type of movie for a very specific era, that 1999 through 2009 era. And this genre, maybe it will come back, but horror fans wanted something quicker, scarier, uh, and not a think piece mystery. We go to very specific movies for that. And this blend, I, and I love this movie. I think the sequels just were, were horrible. I think that it wasn't sustainable. I think this movie was great. But again, the Mika character, it's funny. I talked about... Mrs. Torrance in, in the other movie. And now I'm talking about Mika, like how, how the balance was between the, the, the couples and Mika just, ah, I just, I yeah. thought he deserved it. I, I, I didn't in, say in Euro, in Euro trip. They said Mika was a common German girl's name. So I'm kind of confused. <laughs> no, it's, it's Mika. That's not how they pronounce it. No, I, real quick. I didn't, um, I didn't go too far into that or, or, or the story, but yeah, we know how we've talked about like who deserved to die yes. more in a movie. And you kind of, you say Jack Black, I, I'd put Mika up there with it. Cause <laughs> at some point when I, when I rewatched, 
and I'm like, this guy's got to go. Like he yeah. clearly, he, he doesn't do anything. Left, he doesn't left, do it. Yeah. He should have yeah. just left, but he doesn't do anything that she asks him to do. Not that it would have maybe made things better. We don't know, but everything that she tells that she tells him not to do, he ends up fucking doing anyway. So, I mean, on her part, you know, why are you still with him? Because she was an incredibly beautiful woman. Uh, and yes, you were right. He was uh, he was kind of out of his league. So you just need to like, hey, man, just do what she fucking tells you to do and 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 try to live <laughs> with this. And and if it goes away, it goes away. But uh, yeah, I mean, Mika deserved to go too after a while. I was like, you know, it's guys, fuck him. I'm glad he died. <laughs> yeah. Gee. He's horrible. The, it, I think I think you hit the nail on the head when, when you said like, you know, part two, part three and, and on on. They kind of lo- lost like the luster of it. Blair Witch Project was was such a great movie because, you know, they kind of made it believe believable like this actually happened really fucked up ending in that one right the way it ends with the dude standing in the corner in that little cabin and she walks in mm-hmm. and she's like like she got hit and the camera falls whatever fuck yeah. anyway so uh it's it i like how this one's kind of like the whole movie you know they're trying to capture something they make it look really convincing and realistic and and you you both said it well anticipation a ton of anticipation again if she had just kept her her feet on the bed you know that's what happens then maybe she was hot maybe she was sweating maybe that's why they took the blanket off her who knows <laughs> uh I, I don't have a lot of, of big arguments against it uh, i think that it got the it made so much money so they're like we got to make a second one we got to make a third one but it's kind of like you know it's not believable just like the blair witch part two wasn't believable you know it sucked and nobody saw it because it wasn't the same kind of movie or that you can't be like based on a true story and then try to make it like you know again oh based on a true story again or or you know continued it doesn't really work that way you know i think they they caught lighting in a bottle with the first paranormal activity i think the trailer sold it all using the audience reactions in the trailer or the commercials to get people to go see the movie was was fucking genius. I think they're the, one of the first ones to actually do that. So I, I thought that they nailed it. I thought they nailed it with that. We do see a lot of, I don't want to say knockoffs, but we see a lot of those type of movies. The, the Conjurings, you know, Insidious, you know, Sinister, a lot of the haunted, haunted home, haunted house type of stories where, you know, they buy a house. Typical, like you said, a typical white dude. Oh, it's haunted. There's murders here. Hey, we got a great fucking deal. We got to, we got to get, we got to move in. Got to get it. So I think it's been copycatted a lot, and I think it's been done and overdone and overdone uh, multiple times. But it was a really good movie. It was really scary as for the fact that you know, it it, it kind of makes it seem like it's realistic. Like this shit could happen and, and so it, it definitely scared the shit out of a lot of people. I know I watched it and first watched it, I was like, nope. Nope, I would have left. Nope, no, fuck this shit. Why would you stay in the house? And that you got that type of reaction. So you kind of get like, it's not like you're watching a movie where you're like, oh man, you where you know it's fake. Like this one seemed real. So I think that was the big appeal for it. And that's what makes it, you know, one of the one of the greats or a really great horror movie. I don't think it's the best horror movie, uh, but I I really do think it was a good one for the fact that I think it kind of jump started this new generation of horror movies. It wasn't the slasher film, it wasn't. Man, this is more like, oh, yeah, this is the type of shit if you lived. It's like a more like a psychological thriller. But like this could happen if your house was haunted. What would you do? How would you react? What the fuck? What the this is what really happens in the middle of the night, that type of thing, which is which really fucks with you a little bit. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the movie. I enjoyed the story. I continued the story in watching the, the sequels. I I liked them. That's, you know, it's going to come down to your preference in the movie. If you didn't, if you know, I, I'm not knocking anybody that says that they don't like the sequels. I, I did. There's a reason why. It, more on the house uh it's a beautiful house uh and there's a reason why, there's a reason why you you <laughs> learn right? you know you beautiful. Learn, she was beautiful how can you i learn mean? no you learn later that that you know why 
you know, that it's, I believe it's her house and why she has the house that she has. Not no uh, more. Know, there's, Not there's no a, more. you know, you learn later in the, in the story, you know, how they come to have, you know, this, this wealth. I really enjoyed it. I, and I, I didn't talk about the, the money, which was, that's a cool thing. And I, I think they all make bank at this time. At this point, they've all made so much money. Uh, it is a great number, but for me, it's, it's that I agree with that. Just like we can be anywhere like together. Like if we were, you know, in, in some place and if we're fucking hear a noise, you're just whoa, like, whoa, whoa. what the fuck was that? And you were all going to sit there wondering, you know, so to me that, that simple, you know, whether it's just the footsteps or, you know, I, I thought it was a great way to, freak people out and uh, and so and that's why i went with it you know i, I think it's, it's it's something it's so simple it's not the sound of it's not visual effects it's and it's like bob mentioned that psychological like mind fuck when you're watching this like what the fuck's am i gonna see what's gonna happen you know that's that that's that's a good enough movie right there to, to and if that makes you fucking lose your mind because you're like oh what the hell's gonna happen and it did its job and that's why i went with it I have uh, one last take uh, on on Mika, uh, and I have, and you you'd mentioned uh, Joseph how we talked about Jack Black. It was on our uh, best slasher, um, best movie slasher podcast. We said that uh, Jack Black Titus from I still know what you did last summer was the most deserving death in all of any horror movie. And then I have Mika second. I have Juno from The Descent third and then Shelly from Friday the 13th part three um fourth uh, he's the one that introduced Jason to the hockey mask but the thing about Mika is okay you have all these warnings like shit's going on fire spontaneously and then you have pictures breaking and then you're like I'm still sticking with it the yeah. moment the moment the moment she's laying down there and she's like her eyes are rolled back and she's like I'm fine and she's like she doesn't look like herself that's the moment you say look I'm gonna go to the grocery store real quick do you need some you know some Gatorade or do you need some I'm going to go get a pack of cigarettes and a gallon of milk. Yeah, and it, it just fucking, you just hear the tire feeling out. You're just fucking gone. Fuck the tires. I'm gone. I don't need it. I'm running. That's the moment where I said, get the fuck out of there. You had five warnings already. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that, 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 uh, night you go to all night diner and you just stay there until light and in see, the morning. And see, I can laugh at that. I, I'll laugh at that part too, because I'm like, okay, yeah, the picture's broken. Uh, your face is broken or, or it's over you. And there's a scratch on your face. You know what? I don't think this thing wants me here. <laughs> I get the fuck out of here. Maybe I should walk away. Walk away right he, now. He stuck with it and he died at the end. So uh, he got what he deserved, right? That's the. I guess that's the point. Get what you deserve, sucker. <laughs> last last thoughts on horror movies, and we could talk a little about Halloween. Uh, what What are your final thoughts on horror movies, and where do you th- where do you see the genre going? I I know I've horror movies has always been my favorite genre or one of my favorite genres of of, of film and. I love watching the classics. I love all the um, the black and white movies. It, I love watching the old Draculas and Frankenstein's, and and then of course we mentioned The Shining and The Exorcist and the eighty slasher film. I love all that stuff. I hope that you know there's a new generation of directors and, and and writers that come up with something cool. I know when we again mentioning the Tarantino podcast we did, I would love to see Tarantino do a slasher oh, film yes. or not a slasher film but a, but a horror movie. Yes. Uh, I would love to see him do a horror movie, man. If he did his own not exactly like The Shining but something along that line something like I think he would fucking nail it. But uh I, they're my favorite genre. I hope I hope there's new movies that pop up that you know, become instant classics. And there's something on, on Netflix. I think it's like Fear Fest 1979 or 
something like that. So I want to check that out. I, I didn't get the, I'm probably really late to the party for that one, but uh, I would definitely want to check that out. You mentioned Terry, do you know, he's really close friends with Eli Roth. Are you guys yeah. fans of Eli Roth? Yeah. Well, I mean, hostile, hostile was cool. It was kind of yeah. fucked up. I did. I never thought saw that as a horror movie. I just thought it was kind of fucked up. Like, you know, just a, you know, I guess psychological thriller, maybe it's, I don't even think it's like a thriller. I just, that's kind of fucked up that they're, you know, paying to kill people that type of thing is it's it's a it's a weird one he's cool though i think isn't he the one that did the 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 trailer for thanksgiving yeah 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 Yeah. he should have done thanksgiving i would have watched thanksgiving as a movie that one's fucking instead they made machete kills or something like that i like cabin fever too uh (laughs) yeah cabin fever was cool too what about you joseph horror movies where where do you see them going it's really hard to tell i there's not really anything new recently that i've seen that i like i i just saw uh a movie recently on HBO Max. I can't fucking remember the name of it. I'm trying to scroll through on my phone real quick to see the, ba- the Baba Duke. No, 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 no. That was that was actually a good movie. <laughs> you no, like that uh, one? Is, is I think they're actually. With... I think they're making a part two to that. Is um, that with uh, the dude from uh, what's it called, Harry Potter? No, no, he's not a Baba Duke. Wasn't he one of those? Oh, he's been the horns or something. He was like in that, right? that. That movie is weird. Horns, but that's not a. That's a. That's not a horror movie, but it's it's interesting. It's kind of weird. No, he was in that. Uh, it's uh, the Woman in Black or something like that. I think it was. That's what it was called that he did. But there was this one recently. It's on HBO Max. I can't remember the name of it. It's like some girl. I don't know. Somebody's killing somebody, and 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 they think it's some girl, and she's like, no. And turn. I don't. I can't fucking remember. But speaking of like, I guess, and and here's a, a test for that is um, you know, my pick, Paranormal Activity. You mentioned there's a new one coming out in about a week or so, yeah. uh, on Paramount Plus. Uh, it's a Paramount Plus thing. Uh, am I gonna watch it? Sure, because it's a Paranormal Activity movie. It's called. It's considered the seventh one. It's not called like Paranormal Activity five or six or whatever but this one's different this one's different i'm already going into this one like not think i'm thinking that i'm not gonna like it because it's i'm used to what i've seen and i like i've mentioned i I love these i do love these movies and i love the way they're shot i love that style that they are and this movie is going to be completely different i don't know if you've seen the the trailers to it it actually is like um you know it's got cinematography and whatnot it's got a cast it's got you know there it's not going to be there's going to it's going to be a mix of like some camera work but also like regular movie cameras work so you know it's like conjuring and paranormal activity put together uh, so I'm kind of going into this one a little upset about that and, and already feeling like I'm not going to like it because they changed it. So, I mean, don't we'll see, it. but there's, don't there's protest. we don't have, we don't, yeah, we don't have a lot of slack. Well, we're going to get scream. So that's cool. Hopefully we get back to that. Hopefully well, I we get back see, to some, slas- to, some slasher ha- stuff. Halloween kills just came out. So I need to see that got Halloween kills coming out. So, I mean, Yes, they're they're old movies, but I mean they're the ones that worked. So it it, it doesn't new horror. No, it, it, new horror movies don't. It, it that that thing doesn't look good to me. Like the, the at least for the future, because we're gonna watch movies of of we're gonna watch new movies of old characters or old we, things. You know, we need some more like Alfred Hitchcock, Vincent Price type of movies, man. Yeah. I, I wish that they would do more psychological horror movies like those old ones man i love those films i love those type of movies i, I i'm just yeah I, I i don't know what we got coming up next i guess weird i i didn't get to watch split the m night Shyamalan movie but that's more thriller right that's there's no horror elements it's a good movie it's just a mind fuck yeah it? <laughs> okay. but it's a good movie right. 
right, and right. It, it's that's uh what is that that's the part two of the uh, the trilogy that yeah. Was, yeah what was the one that he did where they're in the woods where they're living in the woods and there's a blind girl it was dallas uh, the village the village, the village. Yeah, that's a great yeah. i liked that movie that was a good movie and then they find out that like they're just living like in big Bend national park or some shit like that <laughs> which was the one with the lady in the water no, nah, I'm just messing. I just messing. I just That one was terrible. Um, before we wrap up, guys, I know we're running a little long. Let's talk a little bit. Let's let's shift gears a little bit. Worst, best, and worst Halloween candy. Give me, give me your best we're going to talk about this so that we're able to sleep at night, right? Yes, exactly. We got to change it. We got to change it. Worst Halloween candy has to be candy corn, man. It's like fucking candle wax. I've said that over and over again. It's gross. That and then the best Halloween candy damn dude tootsie rolls sweet tarts uh, uh snicker those <laughs> oh you know what it was it was always the peanut butter cups man it, yeah i love peanut butter cups. yeah yeah, yeah you can't go cups. wrong with peanut butter cups. Peanut butter cups. For me, I, I gotta go with those uh what, what are they called they're like they're the little ones that look like little little pills and they come in that little like that little wrap thing i can't remember in, in the ghetto <laughs> That's why they you know, what you know which ones i'm talking about you yeah. know which ones i'm talking about are they the chocolate ones like they're no 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 they're like no, they're they're not. They're just what Smarties. About, Smarties. No. Is it Smarties? Yeah. I love Smarties. Smarties. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tart, sweet tarts. What about yeah, the ones that were? What about the ones that were in the black and orange little wrap of like oh, those peanut are the butter worst. and uh, peanut butter I, taffy? Those are fucking gross. Uh, I, I, that Smarties. Go, yes, yeah. it is Smarties. Yeah, yeah. The, for me, Smarties are always good. I love those. Okay, um, what's the worst? I think Neko, you guys haven't eaten Neko wafers before. What? No, what? you talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know Neko. what the fuck that okay, is. Neko wafer. It's like, it's like Tums for kids. You know, it's, it's like, it's horrible. It's like chalky and it's horrible. Oh. I think it was one of the, some of the worst candy. I don't even know if they still have them. Black licorice is fucking cer- terrible. Cer- yeah. Certain and certain types of like uh, uh taffy. Cause if it, th- there's like, yeah. if, the, if, if they give you a, some taffy that they've had like some, you know, since mid year, that shit's too, too chewy and too rough but i mean if it's kind of new at least you can eat it <laughs> i don't so, i don't yeah. it's like bit of honey right didn't you mention oh, bit, bit, of, bit honey of honey then? bit of honey is horrible i don't like and three musketeers either i think i'm not a big three musketeers i don't fan. know how you oh my god i don't know i, how like, I don't like three musketeers i'd rather, I'd rather have a, a, a baby ruth than a three musketeers baby uh, baby ruth eh, it's okay Uh, i like paydays y'all like paydays at least paydays are awesome you don't like payday i like i like peanuts nowadays well y'all you since y'all got kids what's the what do you see mostly in the candy bags let me tell you the little m&ms yeah twix Twix, yeah let me tell you what i do i i buy a buy a bunch of um candy for for the kids but i buy like the good stuff for the young kids the little kids go out like at five six o'clock and halloween's on a sunday so they're gonna be out early and so i'll put like you know the the twix and the the peanut butter cups and all that good stuff but for the damn kids who are like 14 and 15 years old who are coming and knocking in my house at 11 i get like skull i get (laughs) <laughs> I give him the butterscotch and the strawberry candy. <laughs> the fucking Rose. Or there's original. <laughs> the, the hot tamales. Like, yeah. Hot, what's wrong with hot tamales? You gotta give them the lemon heads. Hey, the I, I want, do they do they do they still make the cigarette candies anymore? No. Or did, they, or did those go out of style after no, they were not politically correct? I don't I think there's an age. I don't know what your guys take on, but when you're what a, when you're like yeah, 12 years old, that. you gotta you gotta oh, stop. Yeah, I think yeah, when you're kids walking we, around with a mustache as you were candy, like if, oh, you're, man, uh, if you're if you're I'll say I'd say sixth grade is the cutoff. If you're seventh and eighth, I like, think I think yeah, junior high, I think junior high you're you're accepted, but I think after that, like you know, when you're in high school, you're going trick-or-treating, you're like, oh man. 
fuck off. <laughs> I think but, it, but, but what do you guys see mostly in the kids' bags? Like, what is it? Like, uh, is it the uh, little lemon, the little packets uh, of M&M's? M&M's, yeah. nerds, uh, nerds, yeah. Twigs, oh, you know what? I forgot. Nobody mentioned uh, pretty Kit much Kat. any. You Kit know what? Kat, sweet, yeah. sweet tarts and anything in the, from the Willy Wonka, Willy Wonka. What about candy the fun company? dip? The one it was like, oh, oh those were the those fucking shit. Like the, it's like a sugar. It was like a sugar stick. And you dip it in the thing and <laughs> the fun Jesus dips, Christ. man. Oh man, that's so. I'm gonna have to go look for that the next time. What's I, funny? I, what's I, funny I, is they really marketed the those fucking the, the it was like a pack of sugar and you rip yeah. the, the top off and you just pour it in uh, your pixie mouth. Sticks. Oh, pixie yeah, sticks. Pixie yeah, like, sticks. And it like it's orange flavored. No, it's sugar, but it's the wrapper's orange. It didn't taste like fucking uh, orange. What what's the what's the have you ever did you ever go anywhere where they gave you something that wasn't candy like for Halloween? Like somebody gave you like pennies or somebody gave you like fruit. I, no, or, I never did that. Popcorn, maybe. I mean. Pop- Popcorn, popcorn, my that's more of an acceptable neighborhood. In my neighborhood, we have we have uh, one of the families are there with with Tejano music full blast, and they're giving out popcorn and dancing and. Sh- yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I, remember, I like the popcorn. Do they do like do you, do you ever do your kids ever end up uh, with like homemade little bags of cookies? Like they, I wouldn't I would never do that. Like no. if you give me cookies, I'd be like, oh, okay, thank yeah. you. You're not eating those fucking cookies. <laughs> I used no, to, it's I, mostly candy. I had a friend who his his mom used to, you know, make them dump all the candy and they used to pray over the candy so they wouldn't find like any like needles. <laughs> I used to, but my joke was, I go, hey, man, the Lord works in mysterious and milky ways. You know, <laughs> man, you better pray over that. Jig, that's definitely a dad joke. God, dang, <laughs> Which, let me ask you something. Has anybody ever fucking found a razor blade? I'm like, you have you ever met a drug addict before? They're not giving no. away the drugs in your fucking candy. No, no but it, it, I, yeah, that. It's because we unfortunately we got some fucking shit people in this world, and, and yeah, that's true. That, okay, so. let me, let, last little question about that: Is it what do you prefer, blow pop or tootsie pop? Got to go tootsie one, pop, man. No, with the with the gum or the caramels. No, the blow pop, the one with the, the gum. Pop, in it. Yeah, the blow, the blow pop, pop, the gum, yeah. the tootsie yeah. pop, or the uh, old school uh, ones. Uh, those uh, are the no, best. No, no, I hate the those. tootsie roll on the inside with the strawberry. What? I don't. I don't. I don't hate tootsie. I don't hate tootsie pops, but I'd rather have the blow pop. I hate Tootsie anything pops, you have man. to. I hate anything you have to unwrap that looks like it has dents in it. You know because you know those candies look like. They How many licks does it take to go to the center, Randall? Goddamn it! <laughs> no, those are those are not good. But a Halloween is is one of our favorite holidays. It, it it's great to go out with the kids. I have two young kids that that get to go trick or treating. Bob, I know you do too, and and it's just incredible. And they have awesome outfits now. Costumes are great. We used to have the plastic Optimus Prime. These kids have <laughs> costumes that have muscles and abs and. I mean, it's incredible. We had the one with like the cheap ass rubber band that you would yeah. stick with like a head. And the, if your mom was mad at you, she'd pull it and let it go. So it could slap you. Shut up, cabron. Yeah, uh, we had those. And it looked like a trash bag black suit and like a Frankenstein mask. I, I got I, I got a, a quick funny story before we go. My mom uh, had this horrible gorilla mask uh, that she brought for me. It was like a gorilla mask with curly hair. I don't know if you guys remember it. Yeah, I do remember a, it. Do you remember that gorilla mask? I remember mask? that <laughs> fucking mask, yes. Yeah. You, you, you remember that mask? Yeah, I used to bust yes. that out every now and then. Yeah, I think it scared you guys. Uh, but it was, like, it was like this gorilla mask. It was like gray and red and it had like curly hair. And I told my mom I wanted to be something scary for Halloween. So she brought me the most hideous mask. And and then like she like put like like a cross on my chest and all this other stuff. So when I got to school, they sent me back home. Was, hey, this is like anti-religion. And what the fuck? The 80s, yeah, they thought it was like satanic or some shit. Like that. And they this sent gorilla me guy with an upside down cross. We don't pull that shit here. <laughs> go home yeah, and change, was- motherfucker. <laughs> I had to go back to with my classic key man costume. All right, this is not bad. Not sad. Uh, mine, mine used to be like, oh, you can dress up tomorrow. What do you have in your 
You have a police uh, helmet. Just put that on. Just wear your regular t-shirt and jeans that you're gonna wear to school with a fucking police like helmet. Village people, or yeah, exactly. <laughs> like or like a fireman's hat because all the kids have like a fireman's hat. Oh, wear the fireman's hat, but wear your your normal polo and jeans. Like what the fuck? This isn't even a costume. <laughs> all right, everybody, that's our show. Listeners, we'd love to hear from you. What is your favorite all-time horror movie? What movies did we not mention? Most importantly, let us know what you think about the show. You may reach us at formidableopponents at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Just search for Formidable Opponents. Also want to send a shout out to Dina at Creative Little Pill for another great artwork. Please follow her on Instagram at Creative Little Pill. Join us next episode as we talk about most nostalgic Halloween movie. We're going to go back to our childhood, talk about some nostalgic Halloween movies. For Bob and Joseph, this is Randall. We'll see you all next week. Please, Demi, I'm afraid. Get out my mother! <laughs> <laughs>